You can sit with us. If you haven't heard this iconic phrase, you've been very fortunate. Hello and welcome to my podcast Unapologetically KK. Today I'm here to talk about the mean girls syndrome. We've all been through some situations where we've been isolated out of a group or been treated unfairly. A lot of this happens when we are a lot younger in school. We are part of social group where sometimes we are isolated for the way we look, the way we speak, who we are, where we come from. And I actually experienced something similar to that recently. So this phenomenon is not just limited to mean girls in school. It can happen when you are much older and you can face that at any age. Uh recently a group of friends who I have known since I was a child uh decided to meet together and um I was not invited. <laughs> well, uh which is fine, but one of the girls actually wanted to meet up for coffee and it ended up that the other girls came as well. And while we were sitting there just talking about our past and you know reminiscing they started making plans for dinner that they were going to have that night together and they also had plans for the next couple of days and all of these conversations were going on while we were sitting together the conversation was between the girls uh just deciding on what time they were going to meet how they were going to pick each other up and then things like that and and i was completely out of those plans Now it didn't really bother me at that time but I I started to think about why this happened and you know which is fine the issue was not really being uninvited or not invited in the first place the issue was why have a conversation about plans that you're going to have together as a group excluding one person so this brought me to try and understand this phenomena of singling somebody out the research shows that there is a specific mean girl syndrome The iconic movie Mean Girls came out in 2004 and Tina Fey wrote this movie and it was her very first screenplay and was inspired by a self-help book for parents called Queen Bees and Wannabes helping your daughter survive cliques, gossip, boyfriends and other realities of adolescence. Again, in my experience this is not just limited to adolescence. You can come across a mean girl at any age in your life now being bullied by a mean girl is a social torment and it usually exists without anyone knowing you need to understand that there are power groups in every phase of your life you are either part of that group you're either one of the popular girls or you're not part of that group and it depends on how unpopular you are and whether you're going to be singled out so the behavior can be mild or it can be very extreme depending on how far away from that power circle you are and being bullied by a mean girl is subtle and toxic at the same time so a mean girl can be controlling she definitely needs a group she is not doing this in isolation she's like a queen bee she controls a group of other powerful well-liked girls but she is the most powerful girl within that group they are very status focused they are appearance focused and they struggle with envy because for them being number 1 is the most important thing it's the it's more important than anything else in in their school life so 
We need to understand that this is a phenomenon we go through or we have gone through in our school and college days. And we need to understand how to avoid these situations. It's difficult to avoid these situations as an adult. So you can imagine what happens to a child when she is going through something like that. Adolescence is a difficult time of your life anyway. And for you to be able to experience something like that from your own peers, from your own friends, is very traumatic. The degree of the trauma will depend on, as I said, how extreme the behavior is and how extreme the isolation can become. So you could face an attack without any provocation. You could just be doing your thing. You could be living your life. You could have accepted to say, that's fine. I don't want to be part of that group but you could still be picked on. And that happens because the mean girls need somebody to pick on to show the rest of the people how powerful they are and how far and wide their power has spread. So they can create social isolation by lying, gossiping, spreading rumors. They are serial bullies. They are power hungry, manipulative. And it just is something that they're very comfortable doing. They're comfortable inflicting this kind of emotional trauma on another student, on one of their peers. And they, they don't see anything wrong with this because they feel that that is part of growing up. It's, it's part of, I guess, your social passage through, through school. You need to understand the difference between mean behavior and rude behavior. So what really is mean behavior? When you say something on purpose and you do something to hurt somebody, either once or more than once, that is mean behavior. And the main distinction between rude and mean behavior has to do with intention. While rudeness can often be unintentional, you say something, you don't expect to be rude, but it's the other person thinks that that wasn't appropriate. You apologize, no harm done. You go your separate ways. But mean behavior is intentional and it very much aims to hurt somebody. So somebody who wants to be mean or who is being mean is thinking about ways to torment you, is thinking about how they can inflict the maximum amount of pain to you in a social environment. And girls usually tend not to be physically violent, but they can express their anger towards other girls in more subtle ways, which can be mean-spirited and, and even more hurtful and, and kind of difficult to prove because the person who is having to face this behavior, the person who is being isolated and going through it, doesn't really have anything to show or prove that they're experiencing this or they are being singled out and treated this way. And this is why it becomes more difficult for them to deal with it because they internalize most of this, this behavior and start blaming themselves and start believing that they deserve this behavior. They are being singled out for a reason and they start to believe that reason is real. And that's the reason why so many of these situations go unreported because the person feels ashamed. They feel like if they go in and complain to a school authority, they go and complain to their parents, the tormenting will become worse. People will ridicule them even more because they would be seen as weak and incapable of handling situations by themselves. We need to be able to see the signs. Like 
any other emotional trauma, we need to be able to see the signs because there are no physical symptoms. And it's more and more important in today's world because of the spread of electronic communication. Things can, rumors can spread faster and they can be more mean-spirited and people can hide behind a false identity and say things that they wouldn't really say to you when if you were face-to-face. So you need to teach yourself if you are going through something like that. But more importantly, if you have a daughter who is at that stage in her life where she could be facing this kind of behavior, you need to be able to detect the signs to protect her from having her feelings hurt and from having to face this kind of emotional trauma. And it's not possible for us to protect our children from everything that could hurt them. It's not possible for us to isolate them and make them live in a bubble where they don't experience any pain, they don't experience anything negative. We have to allow our daughters to handle difficult situations in school and socially as well, because that's the only way we have of strengthening them emotionally, strengthening their emotional immune system. When you have to strengthen your your physical immune system, you allow some of the germs to enter your body so that they can make you stronger to fight a bigger virus. We have to be able to see the signs if they are struggling so that they know that you have created a safe environment for them at home for them to come and tell you and you would not go and take extreme measures by complaining to the school authorities unless it was absolutely necessary to do so. As I said, most of these cases go undetected and unreported because children are afraid that the trauma and the mistreatment is going to get even worse if they complain or tell anybody. And most of the time, People may not believe them. They might just think that they're being oversensitive. They need to be stronger. They need to include themselves more. And, you know, they need to take it on the chin. But that works if it is a healthy situation and if it's just healthy competition. We have to make our children understand the difference between not wanting to face anything negative in life and not being able to get help when they are facing extreme negative situations which they are unable to handle and which are going to cause them trauma and mental health issues for a long time to come. So we need to be able to prepare our children to handle situations of extreme emotional distress. And the way we can do that is by explaining to them what really is going on, by acknowledging what they are going through. We have to explain to them Because this can be a very confusing place for them. They won't be able to understand sometimes why people who are supposed to be their friends or girls they grew up with have suddenly turned on them. So they could have friends who have all of a sudden isolated them. They could have friends who have started stealing their friends and and just leaving them out, excluding them from social events, stabbing them in the back figuratively, um, spreading lies and rumors. And the girls, the children, our daughters need to be able to detect these signs for themselves so they can get help. Even if the parent doesn't get involved directly, the parent has to be there to support the child navigate this difficult time in their life. And the only way we can make them stronger is by empowering them to handle these situations on their own, by constantly telling them that 
you are there to support them by constantly telling them that what they are feeling is not a figment of their imagination. Because there is nothing worse than telling somebody who is going through an emotional trauma that it's all in your head. Stop thinking these things. There's nothing wrong. Everything is okay. Be strong. You wouldn't say that to her if she had broken her bones, would you? You wouldn't say, hey, get up, walk. It's fine. You haven't broken that bone in your leg. There's no pain. You don't feel anything. You don't have to have physical symptoms for emotional traumas to to realize that this can have a significant negative impact on your life. So I'm going to leave you with this thought. When was the last time you sat down with your child and asked them how things were at school? asked them and listened to what they were saying and understood and completely supported them. This is what we need to do as parents first. This is Kanchan Kulkarni saying goodbye for now and speak to you again soon.